0: and welcome to another episode of the Travelling Image Makers podcast with your host, Hugo che So today we have uh, once again a European friend chatting with us uh, from Belgium. In this case, we had uh, two guests from Belgium in a, in a very short time. So it uh, <laughs> looks like it's a country that's, uh, that is bubbling with uh, great photographers. Anyway, uh, our guest today is... Uh, Piet van den Einde, did I say your name right?
1: Almost, you got the last name right, Hugo, the first name is Piet, actually, it's it's pronounced like the American Piet, P-E-T-E, it's only written P-I-E-T.
0: Yeah, Piet but van den Einde.
1: You, you, yeah, great. great. Great,
0: great, great. Okay, good. I still remember a little bit of Dutch when I used to go to Amsterdam <laughs> frequently. Okay. So, good. Good. Uh, so, you're a, uh, as I said, Belgium based photographer, uh, Adobe Photoshop Lightroom certified expert, uh, and I will also say an expert with uh, the use of flash, working with speed lights and studio strobes. And I will want to talk with you about your use of uh, flash on, on the field, on location, and while traveling. I think this is uh, an interesting approach to, to travel photography. Mm-hmm. So you, you lead workshops and you just released the second uh, edition of your book about flash photography. That's called Light It Up. Is that right?
1: Yes. Light It Up Techniques for Dramatic Off-Camera Flash is the subtitle, uh, if I recall correctly. So, yes, indeed. So, welcome um, to the show, Pete. Thank you. And
0: anything else you would like to to add uh, to your uh, biographies curic- lessons. <laughs> no,
1: that's that's about that that about sums it up I think. Um I do do a lot of teaching and and traveling and um those workshops like we're um off to Mongolia for the first time in uh in a month or uh in, yeah in in a, in a if this this month actually. Yeah, so in in a couple of weeks we're uh, off to Mongolia and we'll also be shooting flash there, travel portraits, and so I'm looking forward to that, obviously.
0: Great. So, as I said, you are uh, famous for your use of flash, both in studio and on location, uh, and, I mean, some some pretty remote locations, like Mongolia you just mentioned. Um, I know many photographers uh, shun the use of flash when taking photos of people in the street. Mm-hmm. But you seem to have a elevated it to to an art form because your your photos with flash are are gorgeous so what what makes you you want to use flash so much
1: well i think the the it's basically i'm i'm a bit of a i think like many photographers i know i'm a bit of a control freak and so um i i get this question quite a lot so people will say hey you like you go to to india And you take a flash, isn't there enough sun in India already? So why do you bring extra light? And the thing is, I, I tell these people, well, there's two things. There's, you know, the quantity of light and there's definitely enough light in India. In fact, that's the problem. There is almost too much of it from from early morning until late in the evening. The sun can get so bright, especially if there are no clouds that it that the light becomes very contrasty and so you get especially around noon you get these super hard shadows and i don't i don't mind hard lights uh, on occasion but i like to control the direction of my light and and if the sun is at at noon um, above the people then uh, unless you move them to um, you know to a shady area then uh, you will have these ba- big black bags under the eyes and and it just doesn't look really nice and by bringing a flash I can pretty much tailor the light to to whatever I feel like and it helps me balance the um, the available light as much or as little as there is of it um, uh, a lot more and that's why I, I love to bring uh, flashes. Um, and I started out with just, you know, a speed light and then it became two speed lights on a double bracket and then uh it became a smaller strobe and then it became a bigger strobe and <laughs> so it evolved into and now i i generally l- lug around a um a 600 watt second portable uh strobe uh most of the time yeah
0: that, that lets you overpower the
1: sun if you need uh, to some degree yes because well the thing is if you want to use um like i do i i kind of i, kinda, I I work with hard light, and I've come to reappreciate it a little bit more lately. But generally, if if I have to something like a style, I would say I, I prefer to use softish light, mm-hmm. still dramatic because of the position I use it in. But but the light itself is generally rather soft, and the softer. The bigger the the softer the light you want your light to be, the bigger the modifier has to be, and the bigger the modifier is, the more light you lose, and therefore the more more powerful your flash needs to be so it's it's not because I like to lug around a um, five pound flash in in uh in my bag. it's just because I have to um basically to obtain the look that I'm after.
0: So I think many people don't uh think. Of using flash because they they don't like the, the typical look of flash photos, but because what they have in mind is uh, the kind of look that you get when you have your flash on the hot shoe oh, in yeah, camera. Yeah. You get the kind of washed out uh, deer in the yeah. headlights look, maybe even red eyes and so on. So, uh, what, what do you want to tell those people that that I mean
1: that well you can actually I
0: mean, get something different and
1: better? Yeah, sure. And, I mean the the, the the thing that you know what most people think of when they think of flash is like you say, the ugly, uh, on the camera, straight ahead, the deer in the headlight kind of uh, flash look. And although I must say that sometimes that is actually used now, I see it's it's come up again as as some kind of Fashionable uh, way, and I, I've seen fashion um, reportages shot with that specific look, and then it's done on purpose. But I would say ninety-five percent of the time, it, it 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 doesn't look really nice, and that's what gave I think flash its 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 bad reputation. And I would just say, you know, move the, um, I think Joe McNally has a great quote on that, and he I think he he says something in one of his books like uh, I don't know if I phrase it exactly now but it's something to the to the tune of um you should use your flash the way god intended you to use it and Mm -hmm. that is off camera so i'm I'm paraphrasing but that that's about the, the gist of it and and i think he's right i mean and it's become super easy to do so it's in fact i think it's it's almost easier to these days to do off camera flash than it is to do uh on camera flash because of radio transmitters we have now and and the the big Powerful flashes that we that we have it's and also because of digital because you know um, Back in the day. I I, I did analog photography. I I mean um, and back then the flash definitely wasn't my friend Because it does take some time to to learn how to work with these flashes and to learn how to you know balance flash and ambient light and um, So back in my analog days because there was often more than a week between pushing the shutter and then getting the contact sheets um they looked horrible because i didn't know what i was doing or what i was what i was doing wrong and now because of digital the 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 feedback is so short that you just see you know okay it's too much it's too little the direction is off uh, you just get instant feedback and so you can it's it's heaven these days i think for flash photographers
0: and you, you also get TTL, which, I mean, I don't know if you, you use TTL. manual flash or I, TTL. but I, it, it I it normally do, do cases, yeah.
1: Right? Um, I, I, my flashes have the option to do TTL. And I, I'm i not a, like a manual snob in, in the sense that, I, uh, you know, I I, I want to do it all manual. But I, I would say that generally I will work in manual, again, because of the control it offers me. But I like to have the option of doing TTL. Because it, um, suppose I just have a, a very short time to, to set up a shot, well, TTL will get me close. Now, having said this, mostly when I'm out and about, like in India in the middle of the day, uh, I don't need manual or TTL. I just need full power, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. Um, and that's that's mainly the, the way I work. Then.
0: Yeah, I'm no expert, but I, sometimes I use flash, and I, I like to use it in manual mode if I can. Mm-hmm. The other day, I was at a family dinner and wanted to take some photos of the family and i just went ttl because it was so so much easier not having to, to
1: exactly well, i could
0: not tell those people to to pause me for one hour and while I, mm-hmm. or sure. even a few minutes while they were just having fun and just okay let's take a few photos set the flash mm-hmm. to, to ttl maybe Absol- take one yeah. shot have a look it's too bright too dark a little bit of exposure compensation on the
1: flash and bam yes and and oddly enough what i also use ttl for because uh, i mean on camera flash we talked about it I, I don't like it when you flash straight you know on on camera straight in front of you but i do like on on ca- uh, to put a flash on camera when i can bounce my flash behind me on a white wall or above me or to the left or to the right or whatever um and in those cases i also like to use ttl because um you know as you turn your flash head behind you um the it's the, the flash to subject distance that yeah, di- dictates how much flash is needed. And just a, a slight change of the direction of your flash can mean a massive change in direction. And so otherwise in manual, I would have to you know run through that in my mind all the time. And so I prefer to use TTL. So on camera, I use TTL. Off camera, I mostly use manual.
0: Good. Um, I'm happy to, to see that I'm doing the right thing.
1: <laughs> oh, also. yeah. Well, there is no right or wrong. but <laughs> No, um, yeah,
0: just kidding. But yeah, that's a typical modus operandi, I, I would say. Yeah. Uh, do, do you ever get pushback from the people you're photographing because you're using flash, unless you have agreed no. in advance?
1: No. I mean, uh, generally... Uh, I mean, but by, by the way, because of the way that I work and because these portraits generally are a little bit more formal and and staged to to, to some degree, at least, um, I would say they don't mind that much in, in, in the sense that they don't mind me. They don't mind more me using flash as to not using flash. I think when I ask somebody if I can take their picture and they say you can, then it is my obligation as a photographer to try and make a nice portrait. And for me, that involves flash. So if I have to use flash, I will do it. Now, having said that, I think uh, it is important that if you want to do this kind of stuff, that you know to operate your flash so that you're not fumbling around with your equipment for 10 minutes because then people obviously get bored. Yeah. So that's why I put a lot of emphasis on on, on gear that I that I can set up really quickly. Like, for example, my softboxes, I can set them up in literally 10 seconds. And they're a little bit more expensive than other softboxes that take me three minutes to set up. I prefer 10 seconds to set up, which leaves me a minute or two to interact with people and to pose them maybe, as to fumble around with the softbox for three minutes and then get frustrated because it doesn't work. Um, but uh, I would say no, no, no. And sometimes I I will also... On occasion I will even hide um, hide a flash somewhere um, and I will just photograph people passing by as in you know street photography style Mm -hmm. and the only thing is that I will have put a flash just out of frame um, for a specific effect and um, and then it doesn't even matter and most of the time because it's so bright the people don't even see the flash firing because it just mixes with the ambient light.
0: Mm-hmm. I see, very interesting. Um, you use a, not just the flash, as you just said. I mean, you use modifiers, soft boxes, mm-hmm. which will normally need a stand. <coughs> and if you're using a studio, a heavy, heavier studio strobes, like you said, five pounds, you probably need a heavier, more robust stand with sandboxes to keep it in place. That's yeah, yeah.
1: That, that that's a good question so um i mean you can make this as complicated and as simple as you want when i started doing this uh, and i would suggest to people who want to try this out not necessarily start out with the 600 watt second strobe and the big softbox but you know just just try it with a like i did i, I traveled through um 10 years back i traveled on my bicycle for a year I had just lost my job and it was an ideal instead of you know whining about it I was actually pretty happy about it because it, we've been wanting to go on a, a world trip for quite some time And so we 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 back then we used to travel by bicycle and so um, so we my wife and I we put our uh, bikes on the plane and we uh, we had a, I just had a speed light flash with me and an, and a flash umbrella Mm-hmm. You know, just a, a little one. I It used to be a Westcott. Now I use the Lastolite trifold. The reason is because it folds down so small that it fits in every bag. So you don't have an excuse not to bring it. It's a bit fragile, but it, otherwise it works wonders. And so with these two things, you can already achieve. I have, I have had cover images from photo magazines that were shot with just a speedlight and an umbrella. And that's like a $25 umbrella and a a hundred dollars speed light will do um, the trick is to use it off camera obviously and so what i what i did in terms of light stand um i don't bring specific light stands when i'm traveling uh, by plane because it they're too big too bulky to to move around i do Generally, I have a sturdy tripod with me. Um, it's a Sirui Traveler, and it, it goes up all the way to a meter 60, which of course isn't stable enough to put the camera on, but it is stable enough to put a flash on. Mm-hmm. And so, I recently found a cool thing uh, made by Sunway Photo, uh, and it's a tripod extension. And I've ordered one, I haven't got it yet, but uh, it's like 30 bucks, I think. And it can extend your tripod, it's got all the right connections, by another 40 centimeter. And so you can even daisy chain two of those together, and then you would have like a a two to two and a half meter light stand, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is what I generally use on location if I'm not holding, if, 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 if I'm alone. Otherwise, I will often, you know, if you're traveling with your wife or your or a friend or you're traveling with a couple of photographers, another handy thing to have is, um, and the one I have is by Lastolite, it's called a non-rotating extending handle. It's a quite a mouthful for basically a boom arm. So, um, and then I will ask somebody just to hold the light for me. But I've often also held the light just myself, you know, uh, in, in my left hand and then use the camera, hold the camera in my uh, right hand, and just, I have long arms, I'm tall, so that's an advantage. And and it, it helps, you know, already to get the flash off the camera.
0: Uh, you need to send me the link to that product. Yeah, that I was, to, to extend the tripod, because I absolutely need it.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 it's a, it's my, ba- uh, for some weird reason, my buddy Matt Brandon, who I, I go to Mongolia with, from the Digital Trekker, he, he, um, he mailed me the link just at the same time as I um, found out about it, too. And it's, for example, it's one of the updates in my um, flash photography book that is in the second edition that wasn't in the first because I I hadn't heard about that specific um, item yet. Oh, cool. And it's all these little gizmos that it, it's, I think it's $30 and it's 100 grams. So it's really super lightweight. And, and, um, the, and the reason I, I, I use my tripod as a light stand is that, for example, at night when I want to do long exposure photography, I still can use the tripod as a tripod. Whereas if I would only bring a light stand, I can't use a light stand as a tripod. But the other way around, I can.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, that would help me a lot. Uh, just uh, I normally carry my tripod wherever I go, at least for a few days. And then mm-hmm. I would not carry... If I don't have to carry a light stand, that would be... That would be great.
1: I can use that. Yes, yes, that yes. No, I've never brought cases. light stands on. Um, but the boom arm is a good thing yeah. because sometimes, you know, you want to hang your light overhead, somebody over, over somebody's head and then a, a, a tripod doesn't work no. because it gets in the frame. So I generally have both. But the boom arm also, I think it's maybe a couple of hundred grams. Um, but, so.
0: yeah. but my question was more like, OK, for when you want to bring a studio strobe and you have a stand or a boom arm and you need somebody to, uh, mm-hmm. to handle it and so on. So how do you, aside from traveling for, with all that stuff, do you need, do you get assistance to help you with that? I mean, it, it becomes like more of a, organized photo shoot with, with yeah
1: well we, we we do have for example in uh in our india workshops we 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 have a fixer, and i think that's we uh that's maybe what sets us apart from some of the other workshops uh in that respect is that we we do use um Uh, a fixer uh, and and an assistant to help us with the light because we again we don't want to focus on on setting up the gear and everything we want to focus on 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 the subject and getting the shot and so um, there will generally be an assistant holding uh, the light and uh, sometimes it will be the fixer or sometimes it will be just somebody of the of the group because not everybody can shoot at the same time with flash. So we have mm-hmm. to take turns anyway. But again, if if you're if I've done this by myself, too, and it's just um, uh, it works also with with putting your flash on a tripod. You just maybe have to hang something off of it that it doesn't you know blow over in the wind. Uh, or but I've also one of my favorite shots that I've made. Uh in uh in Ladakh was also just with a simple flash and an umbrella and i just it was in a village and i just asked a passerby a boy in the village if he would kindly hold my flash and my umbrella for um for for a minute and and i made i made a, a really nice portrait of a of a lady living in the village with her with her son in a, in a basket and and so you know people don't mind if you ask them for assistance in fact they they will generally be curious as to what you're doing and it's not every day that the phot- photographer with a flash uh, you know walks around the village so um don't be afraid of asking people to help you uh and then and, and maybe the one that just helped you will turn into your next model mm-hmm. that's how it rolls i mean um
0: yeah i think that people should not be afraid of it you can really as you said get great results with just uh, one uh, speed light and an umbrella
1: exactly and, and it
0: doesn't take up a lot of space in your backpack
1: or no different. and i so, for example, when I give lectures on, I, I do quite a lot of lecturing on travel photography, too. And I always tell people that I would prefer if if space were really the issue or weight were the issue in my bag, I would prefer to leave a lens at home than my flash. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the um, that bringing a flash, because not many photographers do it, traveling photographers do it. Um, it, it can make your images look a little bit more unique is a big word, but set them apart from the rest. And of course, when everybody starts doing this, when everybody who listens to this podcast will start doing this, <laughs> then maybe uh, that will change. But um, so far, we, we, we travel a lot. We see a lot of traveling photographers and hardly any use flash. So it's a way to to come up come back with different images than it is to you know bring a 70 to 200 whatever it, what most photographers bring mm-hmm. i i i never use a 70 to two, or the in, in fuji the 50 to uh, 140 last time i didn't even bring it i just used the wide angle and a portrait the, the 56 which is like an 85 in full frame terms and those are my main lenses, and that leaves me space and weight in my bag to bring a flash and, a, and an umbrella or a I th- softball.
0: I think the most important thing is, uh, as our friend and uh, um, past guest uh, Rick Sammon would say, is take the darn flash off the camera.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, And it doesn't uh, take a lot of equipment, as we said, and one can just go and... And look at what David Hobby has started showing to the world, which sure. is true, that you can get great results with a, with a simple speed light and an umbrella.
1: And the nice yeah. thing is, if I can... I can the, the thing is that, that that same sun, that generally, if you don't use a flash, so that, that same sun that will, you know, uh, cause so much contrast in your image and will cause you to maybe not shoot during the day because the light is bad anyway... it it, instead of being your your enemy it it will become your friend because what would i do generally when i when when there's a lot of sun i will just put my model or or my subject or whoever with his back towards the sun and then underexpose the background uh to to what i want generally until i have detail in the sky so what will happen is that my subject will obviously be uh in the shade he will be com- almost black but i will get a nice rim lined rim la- line like a contour line around his uh, form that is created by the sun and so the sun acts as a free very powerful rim light now we, my subject will be in the, the his front will be in the shade uh, in his own shade because he's standing with his back to the sun but that's not a problem because that's where the flash comes in and i can light him his 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 front icon light with a flash and by bringing the flash as close as possible generally especially if you're working with a speed light it will have to be just outside of the frame generally uh, at full power if you're working in bright conditions and then you can create that really dramatic look with an underexposed background and a nice softly lit subject and that's what i do a lot
0: yeah that's great i don't want you to reveal all of your secrets especially <laughs> because you have uh, well, no
1: there's there's 180 pages more in the book so yeah that, uh, that's what i
0: wanted to, to say i mean the, you have this book that just your second edition just came out mm-hmm. um, by the time we this episode goes live it will be already available so maybe you want to to tell people where they can get a copy
1: yeah, so uh, it's uh, well. Maybe we can put a link on um, the, do. on the website. I think the it's on my website, obviously. More than words. Dot be. Um, and then you will at the top. You have a section books, and I don't. Um, and it'll be under there, and the name is lighted up. Uh, and like I say, it's a hundred and eighty-page ebook and very dense pages, if I may say. So I think it's more like a, over two hundred pages. In a normal ebook and it also comes that's also nice i think uh, for a limited time with three extra bonus videos one that shows you how i made a specific image um that's in the book one about where i go through a little bit of my um, a couple of my images and explain the lighting setups and then another one in which i talk a little bit about post-processing some of my flash shots and that's also an, uh, 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 like a 20 page part in the book because I do use a couple of tricks, especially for speedlight users, um, where you can get more out of a speed light. So um, sometimes I will actually put lights in the frame even and then make two shots and I explain all that in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's basically like how you can use a speed light, but make it work like it's a much more powerful light. So if you don't like to bring around heavy lights, that's the it's, it's in there as well.
0: I see. Um, yeah, modernworlds.be is that uh, the website address? Yeah. Then I guess uh, people yeah. will easily find it, but we will put uh, a link in the show notes for this episode so people can go right there. Cool. And I said I, I read the first edition, so... Looking forward to to reading the second as well. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm not a beginner with Flash. I have some experience. I would not say I'm an expert, but still found a lot of very useful and practical information in the book. So yeah, th- mm-hmm. thanks. For, Thank you for making it. Thanks for writing it. Okay, so uh, another topic that I would like to uh, ask you about. Uh, Is about your your choice of cameras, Uh, and especially Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that you were uh, using uh, uh, Fujifilm's uh, new medium format, well, it's not new anymore, (coughs) but it's relatively new, medium format uh, GFX 50s camera. I will also mention that you are an official Fujifilm X photographer.
1: And yes, so my opinions may be biased. Maybe biased. <laughs> Positively biased.
0: I know that uh, yeah. Fujifilm doesn't pay people to, to speak well about their cameras, at least in this uh, in this respect. So it might be biased, but it's still honest, I believe. Yeah, uh, sure. And uh, it's a medium format camera. It's a small medium format camera, right? It's mirrorless, mm-hmm. so it doesn't have a big mirror box and everything. But it's still... Uh, on par, or even if you factor in the lenses, bigger and heavier than the average DSLR, so it doesn't look like it's a typical uh, choice for a travel photographer, where everyone wants to be nimble, go around with a mm-hmm. small camera, one maybe one prime lens, uh, uh, and, and so on. So, but, but I guess you uh, you find some good qualities in it. So, can you maybe expand a little bit? Find, yeah, tell sure, us what sure. qualities well, the, the, do you find in that kind of camera.
1: The thing is, and that's uh, maybe we should also uh, put up a link in the show notes to, to that video. So it all started, I think, in September 2016 when I got a call from Fujifilm Belgium and they told me that they uh, they were looking for a photographer for a new camera and I immediately knew what they were talking about because that was the camera nice. that was coming up then um, and they wanted somebody um to basically we got like a free ride we we uh, the the brief was you know you have to do something you get about 3 weeks with the camera um with the pre-production pre pre pre-production model um and you have to return with 3 minute video that is uh, that shows the qualities of the camera. You can do whatever you want. You, we had a specific budget, and um, uh, the the video had to be shot on uh, Fuji XT2s by the time at that time in uh, 4K. Now it would be the XH1 probably, but at that time it was the XT2. And go 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 ahead and do what you want. And so and it was a b- very busy period at that time. And I was like, oh well. I was both delighted, but I was also kind of afraid of afraid or frightened because you know you know that everybody will be watching what you're doing um and so my first idea was to do like you say it's not the camera you think of when you when you talk about travel photography and so my first idea was i was thinking like okay medium format cameras they're generally used on these fashion style shoots you know with the big bmws and then the gorgeous models with long dresses And I thought, well, I'll do something like that. That was my first initial idea. But then I thought, hey, you've, I mean, that's not what I generally do. I I have little experience in that kind of stuff. And so you will take a camera that you've never used, that is buggy because it's a pre-production, and you will try and make a video um, of something that you actually don't have a lot of experience with. It's a, it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought, well, why don't I just do what I normally do? Um, and because there will probably already be enough we, there were 20 people like me So I, me and 19 others and I thought there will be probably already be enough other people who are real studio Photographers who do this kind of stuff that will do that kind of in uh, video So do do your own stuff and and next thing I thought well, okay I'm on a plane like a week later or two weeks later. I was on a plane to India uh, because that's what i like to do and so i went to varanasi and i took the camera with me and and immediately because there is so much texture in india that's one of the reasons i like to go there there's so much patina and and so much little detail like the walls it, it, it's all old and fading it's to some degree uh, at least in varanasi and and that camera resolves all that detail so well and i i I remember when I zoomed into the to the to the display and I saw those 50 megapixel images up close. I literally was, you know, my mouth fell open and I was like, "Wow, this is gorgeous!" This and the dynamic range, which is also fantastic, and that in a package that is, like you say, it's it's bigger than um, obviously than uh, these small Fujis. But it's the, the camera itself is not that much bigger than a full frame DSLR. The lenses are a bit heavier. But on the other hand, it, I think with the 32 to 64 and the 110 or the 120 with these two lenses, I can do pretty much everything I need. Like 90 percent of my shots are made with these two lenses. So my total kit doesn't weigh a lot more than 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 what it used to. I just don't bring as much lenses and I find I don't really need them.
0: So you were happy with that?
1: I was yeah. yeah, I was happy and and so now I um I love the fact for example, I love square images. Um and the thing is the the as what would the aspect ratio of the um GFx is 4 by 3. So if you cut that to a to a 1 by 1 so a 3 by 3 image, you only you, well, you, you lose a lot less. Uh, I think you almost have a 40 megapixel square image left, whereas with a traditional, let's say a 24 megapixel camera, if you crop that to a square, you have 16 megapixel left. Um, so it's, it's really not that I, I try to crop in the camera, obviously, but it's always cool to have that resolution available. And, and, um, and also I like to process my images. As you know, I, I, I do a lot of color looks on them and and all that stuff and for that i i need my raws to be very malleable to be very uh processable and the uh, gfx files they can take they can take such a beating digitally i mean you can the highlights the sh- you can push the, the shadows by three stops and and almost not have any noise um i have images where the flash didn't fire so i had an almost dark image and I could pull up the um, the exposure in lightroom by by four stops, and i I had a usable image, which is crazy um, cool all
0: right, so a couple more questions uh, uh, and uh, one would be if you weren't a photographer, what else would you be?
1: Oh boy that's uh, uh um, i that's a really tough one you know the funny thing is photography used to be my hobby and i i am one of those guys that most people consider lucky because i was able to turn my uh, hobby into my profession but the thing is i've been so much into my profession that i don't really have a hobby anymore so i think maybe i would try to be a a writer or something well i guess i am a writer to some degree but i write technical stuff i think that otherwise i i used to read a lot f- before and and maybe i would try to to be a writer or something like a novelist yeah more like a novelist or 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 maybe do something with movies but that's again that's very close to photography to some degree
0: yeah movies would be interesting do, do you do a lot of video with
1: uh, your camera? i don't yet because i i find it If you talk about lugging gear around, well, that's that's another ball game. Um, So um, I'm interested in it, and I do get, for example, I do get a lot of inspiration for my post-production from uh, current movies and especially um, um, uh, series like the the Better series on Netflix and stuff. So I do take a lot, like Breaking Bad and all that, that that kind of influences my. My grading, my color grading, and my images, um, and I I love it, and I'm interested by it. Um, I just don't know if I'm not the world's most patient guy, and so for me, um, as a, a shot like the ones I make, I've already evolved into making spending more time on one shot, um, but it still is nothing compared to the patience that you need for cinematography. So, although I said that maybe I would do movies, I'm, I'm not sure if I would be the world's best director uh, <laughs> because I would be way too impatient. <laughs> okay, uh,
0: makes sense. And finally, a question that i uh, a bit thought-provoking and meant to discover a bit of your... Uh, what moves you is, what drives you crazy?
1: Whoa, um... Well, very, very few. I'm, I think I'm quite easy going. So, um, uh, but if I'm around, I don't like to be in situations where other people are, where I can feel stress is building up because of interpersonal relations. For example, if I'm, Um, if I would be in a, um, say I have to do a shoot with two models and I would feel there would be a tension between those two models and they're supposed to work together that could drive me crazy. Or, or for example, um, gear not functioning the way I expect it to function. Um, that can, yeah, that can, well, crazy is a big word, but, um, um, I, I like my gear to work as I expect it to work. And that was, for example, sometimes an issue with the pre-production GFX that I had in uh, in India, because at one time I almost threw it in the Ganges because uh, the, the viewfinder didn't work. Um, and I mean, I mean, now it works obviously per- perfectly with the, with the production models, but it was a very beta uh, unit. And so... Um, that that annoyed me because uh, I wa- I had the shot all set up and then because of technical failures I um, I lost a, a, a number of shots and that if well if somebody something drives me crazy that I I would say that would be it probably um, makes sense that and stress yeah, yeah <laughs> makes
0: sense great answer okay so uh, I think we have. Uh, uh, are done for today I don't want to use up more of your precious time
1: oh no uh, that was uh, it flew by yeah
0: it flew by I mean really interesting And we, we don't talk often about flash and I think we gave a lot of uh, little inputs and food for thought for, for so. people that can maybe just experiment a little bit there's yeah. no harm in experimentation so definitely yeah. I'm grateful for that uh, anything else you would like to, to say before we say goodbye
1: uh, no I would say well uh, uh like you you've mentioned David Hobby I've learned a lot from from him uh, uh when I started doing this um and then I would say other people who are really interesting are uh people like like Joey L Joey Lawrence mm-hmm. uh he's a um, photographer that's that's really done some amazing stuff now He's also doing stuff in Syria, if I recall correctly. He's got a couple of great behind-the-scenes videos of how he shot the Lavazza calendar, um, so that's that's uh, worth worth uh, watching, I think. And other than that, again, I would just encourage people to to try it out. And and um, I, see, I I teach a lot of these seminars, and and mostly people. Are Afraid of, of flash because they think it's complex and it's technical and it, it, it is to some degree But I was like like that uh, 10 years ago and and I, I Can guarantee that if you do it long enough it suddenly it will click in your brain and it will become like Second nature and that's when it starts to get fun because then you don't don't have to worry about the, the technical side of things you can just put up a light in, in in many ways working with flash has uh, taught me more about natural light too because um, I used to set up my flashes to achieve a specific uh, natural light look and now that I use more flash I also see that natural light look more available where before I I wouldn't have paid attention to it so uh, oddly enough, it it, it it also helps me with my um, working with natural light and to discover beautiful natural light too.
0: Yeah, it helps you understand how light works. So then, it, exactly in every circumstance. Exactly. Then after that, yeah, exactly. Sure, great point. Okay, so uh, just repeat your. Um, people can go and find more about you at more
1: yes and, exactly uh,
0: as for us we are as always at photo, and we welcome your uh, itunes reviews ratings and uh, follow us on social media at the uh, traveling image makers so thanks again pete now i get your name right <laughs> exactly
1: wow never heard it pronounced so well by a non-belgian <laughs> or non-dutch speaker uh, great yeah, and so thank you, Ugo. Uh It was my pleasure.
0: Was uh, yeah. Was, uh, you're welcome, and uh, all the best, and take care.
1: Thank you.